as you are achieving more and creating greater levels of success, the kinds of conversations that interest you, that you are curious about, that you are focused on, become things that maybe people you grew up with would look at you like you've got a fourth ear growing out of your head, right? Because once you start focusing on legacy and our audience, if you're listening to this, legacy is top priority for you. We start thinking differently and it can be really isolating. It can feel like you're the only one. So if you are experiencing this, then likely you are maybe the most successful person in your group, at least perceived success, right? Because for you, you know that you have more potential. You know that you are here for more. This is Euphoric Evolution, a podcast all about inner spiritual growth for abundance, where we bridge the spiritual into the practical, the energetic into the physical. I'm Makosina Jezer. I'm a spiritual teacher and oracle, speaker and author, and I'm passionate about catalyzing tomorrow's leaders into consciousness and transformation. So if you're a spiritual seeker and know you're called for more, let's begin your transformation. Welcome back to Euphoric Evolution. Today, we are diving into loneliness and a very specific kind of loneliness that high achievers often experience. I'm diving into this because I just came home. I say I just came home. It's been like two weeks. (laughs) It's been like two weeks since I came back from Hawaii. I took our Synarchy clients. So these are our higher level group mentorship. I don't even know, honestly, what to call it. After that experience, I'm really working on calling it something different because for sure, it's not a mastermind. It is something, oh my gosh, I was just moved to tears multiple times as I just sat there and watched the depth of connection that was able to be created in that space for every single person that was there. And it was a true testament to number one, the kinds of people in the room. Every single person that joins Synarchy is very, very growth-oriented Everyone is in different industries, in different roles. So you don't have this experience of like everyone trying to do the same thing and they're just in it trying to get clients. There's this really genuine experience of wanting to expand the self and also being willing to be an expander for one another and to see one another's potential and to hold each other to their vision. And there was a lot of positive peer pressure (laughs) that was happening. Some of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Uh, One of the most moving things was when a member shared some of the, some of the inner thoughts that she has about her body. And first of all, that she felt safe enough to be vulnerable about those things. And we're talking about someone who is incredibly successful and so smart and a wonderful mother and just an all-around beautiful human being. And everyone went around and took her phone and recorded everything that was beautiful about her so that she could save that in her phone. 
and listen to it whenever that little voice was getting crazy. And I just was sitting there like a sobbing mess. Uh, so it was so beautiful. We When do we see that? We don't see that. And this topic was inspired because on that retreat, another member of Synarchy, another royal, shared this experience of loneliness that's kind of just like been along for the ride of success and that she had just kind of like resigned herself to having that experience. And I just, an aha moment happened in my brain and I'm like, oh my gosh, you all, you might be experiencing that too. And so I want to, I want to talk about it. There's this paradox of success that we experience. Number one, there's a belief that comes up that, oh, as I become more successful, as I evolve, as I become more visible or, you know, create more wealth for myself, I'm going to be disconnected from my family or I'm going to be different than my friends. And this is something that as a high achiever, you may have already dealt with. Or it could be something, it could be a belief that is keeping you from your next level. Because at our core, human beings are communal beings. We are community-oriented, desiring connection, and not just any connection, not just superficial like, howdy neighbor, how's the weather type of connection, but being able to be our full self and not be judged for that and really be accepted for who we actually are, not for the mask or the facade that we put on. And there's very few places where that's where that's possible, but it is possible. It is possible. And I think that this happens. There's so many reasons why this happens. Number one, as you are achieving more and creating greater levels of success, the kinds of conversations that interest you, that you are curious about, that you are focused on become things that maybe people you grew up with would look at you like you've got a fourth ear growing out of your head, right? Because once you start focusing on legacy and our audience, you're listening to this, legacy is top priority for you. Once you start thinking about legacy and you start thinking about, you know, how how am I going to leave something to my children? And what are the philanthropic organizations that I'm supporting? And, you know, how can I protect everything that I've built so that, you know, in two or three generations, we don't have a, you know, a grandchild who all of a sudden blows everything, right? We start thinking differently. And it can be really isolating. It can feel like you're the only one. So if you are experiencing this, then likely you are maybe the most successful person in your group, at least perceived success, right? Because for you, you know that you have more potential. You know that you are here for more. However, it can be hard to step into that and embody that when everyone around you is like looking at you in awe and they're like, oh my gosh, I would give anything to have your life. And oh my gosh, you should be content. Now, yes, we want to be grateful for the abundance that we experience and for the version of us that we chose to be that we get to experience such beautiful reality. I mean, the fact that I was able to bring our Synarchy members to my property in Hawaii with, you know, a beautiful elevator lined in Louis Vuitton fabric, right? And waking up every morning to a sunrise over the ocean private chef who is accommodating everyone's meal preferences, right? Those sorts of things 
become normal for us and they are like bucket list for other people, right? So it does happen that fewer people are able to understand those challenges because it's just simply a matter of of numbers, right? However, I do encourage you to find those environments. Environment is 80% of your success being in the right rooms. Now, is it just, you know, oh, you just have to be in the energy of the right people? No, it's not just that. However, if you've ever been in a room where everyone is negative, everyone's complaining, everyone's, you know, just thinking about, you know, what's going on with the latest presidential race, and you're over here thinking about how to make more sustainable clothing, right? It feels like two passing ships, right? So being in those rooms where people get, people get it, right, is so important. The second barrier that I see happening is this busyness trap. (laughs) High achievers mostly got there from hustle. And this does not have to be the case. However, I tend to attract people who, because they grew up in If you grew up in an environment where you experienced lack or you perceived lack in your world and you felt like you would do anything to get out of that, the common narrative was you need to hustle and work hard in order to be successful. And so you wanted to run away from that experience. You didn't want to be poor anymore or you didn't want to be struggling anymore. So you hustled. And This pattern continues no matter how much money you make until you address the belief or really even on a deeper level, address the identity of the hustler. If you don't address that, then what happens is no matter how much money you make, you don't create free time. And ultimately, you just keep working. Everything is about work and you don't take the time. You don't make the time to really develop deep and meaningful, lasting relationships. So it's important that you put as a top priority connection. We're moving into an age of AI and technology has already created more disconnection, even though we can use Zoom and and text and, and voice notes, which really do support us creating those deeper connections. But most of us are using technology as an excuse to be disconnected. So it takes consciousness, it takes intention to really prioritize those deep connections. The third way that I see high achievers really perpetuate or continue this experience of loneliness is this this numbing (laughs) through unhealthy habits. So keeping everything superficial, because there can be a fear sometimes. There can be a fear that as I'm successful, people are out to get me or people people are jealous or envious of me and want to take from me. So there can be as a protective mechanism, oh, I'm going to protect myself from people. And we do that through disconnection, right? So understand that deep, meaningful uh, relationships They don't happen instantly. You can feel an instant spark with someone, but if you don't invest in that relationship or those relationships, if you aren't intentionally taking time out to continue to water those relationships, they will eventually just stay superficial and never go any deeper. 
The other thing too that was brought up on our retreat that's really important is the idea of being in a safe space. And the truth is, is that this, the safe space has to be within you because we can never control other people, how they act, their intentions, you know, what they do with information, so on and so forth. Although I make all of our clients sign NDAs for their protection. Um, <laughs> that's a thing. However, even with that, we still can't control. But when we create safety within ourselves, and first and foremost, that safety comes from really accepting ourselves, all of us, not just the quote unquote good, but also the things that we think are weird, the things that we think are wrong, the things that we think aren't good enough. We have to come into acceptance of those in order to feel safe in ourselves. that, you know what, no matter what somebody else does or doesn't do, I'm safe being vulnerable. And that's a process. It's a process. It's such a process that I spend a lot of time really thinking through how to support people in that interim period whenever they're becoming our client, because most have never been able to really experience those deep, meaningful relationships where they can be vulnerable and safe simultaneously, right? So we've got to bring this spiritual perspective and really understand that human beings are designed for connection. We are designed to support one another. We are designed to receive from one another. We are designed to be in an energetic exchange where it's a two-way street, not just us always leading other people, us always taking responsibility for other people, us, you know, constantly thinking about and prioritizing everyone else's needs before ours. We need to be in relationships where that goes both ways, right? So you can do that through being in specific types of groups with a core value that you jive with. Your groups, the groups that you're in don't need to have every single thing that you need, but they do need to have some of your core values. It's okay to have different groups so long as these different values of yours are being met in different ways. You can also utilize different spiritual practices. One thing that I really do encourage our clients who work with me closest, like if you work with me closely and you are open to it, and I do encourage the creation of an altar. The altar is just a place where you connect with yourself because it's very difficult to connect with other people if we aren't willing to connect with ourselves, if we're not willing to see ourselves, if we're not accepting of ourselves. It's very difficult to be able to be accepted by others, right? Everything starts starts inside. And the last thing to really note about this experience of loneliness is that 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 emotion, that feeling, although it is painful, although it hurts, it is there as a blinking neon sign of, hey, this is where we need to grow. This is what is going to get us to our next level. This is what's going to support us in embodying our higher self. We need to be in an environment that allows for us to explore ourselves, to come to know ourselves, to express the things that we're going through, and also be met with others who, who are going to call us to our highest, right? A lot of our friends will just commiserate, right? Like, oh, that's terrible. How dare they do that to you? And blah, 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 blah. You want to be in spaces 
where as you bring up these challenges, people invite you to reflect on your role and how you're showing up and where your power is in that and really hold that for you, not just be down in the trenches with you. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, that is not me. (laughs) No. Do I have empathy and can I have compassion? Sure. And simultaneously, it's just not how I roll. So you can do with that what you will. So I want you to take away from this that you're not alone in this. Even though we're talking about loneliness and you can feel alone, I want you to know that this is a shared struggle. Almost every single one of our clients experienced this coming in to work with us. And this is one of the uh, one of the key differentiators of the work that we're doing. It was a, a very intentional decision that I made. I was working with clients one-on-one and all of them were bringing this up. And then all of them were having similar struggles and not able to see it from all these different perspectives. So I made a decision... <laughs> of really standing for people to be in community and to be in community where spiritual evolution is a priority, right? It's uncomfortable, but the more that you embrace that discomfort, the more growth you will experience. So thank you for listening to this. And if you know someone who is a high achiever, a spiritual high achiever, and they have been experiencing this, or or you suspect that maybe this is their experience, please share this episode with them. Be sure to leave us a review. I love to see every single one of your reviews. This is like a labor of love from me, and I want to see this make it into as many ears as possible. So thank you again for spending a little bit of time diving into your euphoric evolution, and I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Euphoric Evolution. If you found this valuable, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review with your biggest takeaway. Be sure to share with someone you care about if you know they'll also find value in this episode. You can also visit theroyalshaman.com to take my free consciousness quiz where you'll uncover your current stage of consciousness, identify your current blockages, and define which steps you can take next to align with your highest potential. You can also see the show notes to find our socials. In euphoria.